welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are doing well when you're listening like always. Today's episode is a very fun one because it's actually with one of my friends, Melissa. Melissa is a photographer here in Dallas. I actually met her. She reached out and asked if I wanted to get some couple photos taken. I was like, oh yeah, I'd love that. And then we just realized that we really clicked and then our husbands met each other and now I would say they're kind of our main couple friends here in Dallas and she's just such a great friend. She's one of those people that I haven't known for very long but we just clicked with immediately. I feel like I've known her for a while and I especially like that we're in very similar life stages. So she got married. I think she was 21 when she got married. She's 22 now. She's married, lives in Dallas, and she also does a freelance style job as a photographer full-time. So I just think we can relate on a lot of things in our life, which means I really wanted to have her on for a podcast because I love doing episodes with people that are close to me and that you can kind of get the vibe of what it's like to be in the same room. It's just a couple of friends chatting. This is my episode where I answer your guys' life advice questions. So I ask on my Instagram, which is just at Michelle Reed, if you guys have anything that you need advice on. It could be about relationships, family. In this one, we talked about getting married, splitting holidays, you know, drama with in-laws, that kind of stuff. And I just thought it was a really fun episode. I was having a really good time. So you can hear us laughing a lot. And I also recorded this at her apartment, so the quality is a little bit different. I do really want to get updated mics. My past couple of guest episodes I've done have been in a studio, so the quality has just been really good. And I need to upgrade my quality. I will admit, I will say... This quality is not superb, but I still think it's a good episode if you guys want to give it a listen. For my life update, this week, if you guys are interested in Christmas content, I know it's not Thanksgiving yet. The thing about being a YouTuber is I think you have to do things in a little bit of advance because say you're putting up a video to give people inspiration for when they decorate for Christmas. So it has to be up early. So that was my, you know, rationale for decorating our apartment for Christmas. And by the time you're listening to this, it's going to be up on Tuesday on my YouTube channel. So definitely check it out. It's like one of my favorite videos because it's just really wholesome and cozy to watch. And I have been loving chilling out. I'm about to film this intro and then do some editing on the couch with the Christmas tree in the background. It's just such a vibe. We're going to be gone for a lot of Christmas itself, like the week of Christmas and then also for New Year's. So I just wanted to decorate early to really be able to experience Christmas in our apartment because it's one of my favorite things ever. So that would be my high of the week. I've been trying to share my high and low of the week for the past few episodes, but for my high this week, it would be that. And also I've been watching so much YouTube. I don't know what it is when it gets into the holidays. I just love probably Vlogmas and everyone putting out more content. I have been obsessed with YouTube right now. Like I love YouTube. I love watching it. But I guess my low of the week, I touch on this in a video, but there have just been some work frustrations and this isn't meant to be like a rant or anything. I'm not going to go off very long about this because the episode is pretty decently long. So I don't want to stretch you guys too far, but just a lot of frustrations with when you work with other people and And yeah, I'm keeping this pretty vague, but I have just been, and it has nothing to do with like the people that I actually work with who help negotiate my stuff or people I'm like working with my friends or anything like that. Just a lot of external things that I can't control, but I really did allow that to steal my joy this week and just got way too frustrated. And I figured out that the reason why was because I have not been journaling. I have not been reading my Bible and my head has just been in an alternate universe of frustration and letting really small things that shouldn't bother you 
bother me. And so, yeah, this week, I just want to go into this week not letting things that I can't control steal my joy because, for one, people are imperfect and they're human. And when we expect people to be perfect and we put those expectations on them, like, that's not fair to other people either because I know if I mess up on something, I want people to have grace with me. And I just wasn't showing that to other people. So this week, I want to be better at that. But feel free to let me know if you guys enjoy this episode. But let's just go ahead and get right into it. Okay, guys, I have my friend Melissa here. Melissa, you should share something about you, what you do, how old you are. Hi, I'm Melissa. I uh, I live in Dallas, grew up here. I'm a photographer. I got She's married. She's a really great photographer, too, if you guys need some photos. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I got married in 2020, and yeah, just working. Living life. Yeah. I met Melissa because she shot some photos for me, and then we just really clicked and then became friends, and then... Our husbands became friends. They're currently getting us in line at Top Golf right now while we're recording this. Really wanted to have Melissa on because I think that we're in a really similar season of life and I get asked a lot of life advice questions that I think would be helpful to have a friend on to answer. So Melissa's going to give some of her advice. We have lots of conversations about a lot of these topics, so I thought that it would be fun to have her on. Yeah, I'm excited. And she's really great. <laughs> and this is her first podcast, so... If you I'll guys try my enjoy, best. <laughs> yeah, if you enjoy, let her know. This one says, I'm 22 years old and I'm working from home in a STEM job. I recently graduated in May and moved back home with my parents since I am working from home and I want to save money. Lately, it has really felt like I am trapped in this phase of my life. I really don't know what I want to do with my career or where my life is going in general. I am also finding it hard to transition back from living on my own for four years at school to living with my parents. It can be quite dysfunctional and chaotic, and I struggle to get the alone time I need as an introvert. I struggle to set those boundaries with my family because I feel like at home I am obligated to spend time and enjoy my time with them since I know I won't be living here forever. That being said, do you have any advice for easing or finding peace with the feelings of lacking direction and of regressing into an older stage of life pre-college? Did you ever live with your family after college? I wasn't planning on it. Mm -hmm. But then COVID happened. I was, I graduated May 2020. And so March, they sent us home. And so I wasn't planning to live with them for two extra months, but we did find that was hard where I moved home for two months Mm -hmm. and then got married and all of a sudden moving. And so I totally, it. I was like the exact same too, because during COVID, I came home for, I think like six months and lived at home. Mm -hmm. I think mine was a little bit easier because like you, I knew I was getting married and I knew it wasn't going to be a forever situation yeah and I also just appreciated it so much because during COVID things were so crazy that it was nice to get to spend time with family because you just didn't know what was gonna happen oh, yeah. at that time and I was six hours from home so it was nice to have those two months but it yeah. definitely isn't natural after being gone for so long yeah to go back under the rules of like oh do I need to think of when I need to be home by do I eat dinner at home yeah that's yeah. definitely not easy just because you have the independence of being a 22, 23 year old and yeah. now you're under your parents' rules again. I think like having a plan helps a lot and just knowing that it's not forever. Like you had mentioned that it's okay to appreciate your time with your family too and just appreciate it while you have it. Because I look back and that was like one of my favorite times of life oh, yeah. for those six months. It was just so fun. I mean, we were also planning a wedding, so mm-hmm. it was fun planning with my mom and being home, but... 
my sister lives at home right now and she's working full time too. And I know that she sometimes feels like, I feel like I'm like back in high school or something and it feels a little odd. And I think just having those boundaries, like you mentioned, I know, I guess it depends on your parents because I know some parents are pretty strict with house rules. And if you're living under their house mm-hmm. rules or if you're living under their roofs and you have to follow their rules, but yeah, one of my friends, okay. definitely she's going through that right now. And I just tell her, you know, Go to a coffee shop, find a hobby. Yeah. Like, that's the best thing you can do just so not all of your time is spent at your house. I think if you feel like you're living in your childhood bedroom or something, something as simple as switching up your mm-hmm. room, making it feel different so it feels as if you're in a different season of life and you're not regressing like you mentioned, I think that that could help a lot. I hope that was helpful. I feel like that's a hard one. To <laughs> that is hard. A lot of times I give advice. I'm like, I don't really know this one. Okay. This one, the subject line just says monthly advice, babies. Oh, <laughs> I've been married for almost two years now. My husband and I don't feel like it's the right time to have children yet. We're only 24. And although neither of us are in a rush, I always imagine myself to be a young mother and being a mom has always been one of the things, <laughs> the cats in the background. <laughs> no, they're okay. I want most in life, just not right now. As I mentioned, my husband and I are both Texas natives and all of our families are somewhere between Houston and San Antonio. Since we live in Wisconsin now, we don't get to see them much, but this past year, a few of our parents have had some really serious and scary health issues. The reason I've had babies on my mind a lot is that I'm honestly scared that something will happen to our parents before we decide to have children and they won't get to have much or any time at all to get to know their grandkids. I know this might be an irrational fear and I normally consider myself to be a more logical thinker that can separate emotions when making decisions, but this situation is just not the case. I feel guilty for not wanting to have kids soon due to more selfish reasons. We want more time just the two of us to establish our careers, to travel, etc. We just bought a house so we'd be able to make it work financially and I know that our families would have so much joy from having children in the family, which is why I feel selfish for wanting to wait. Ask for advice would be, is this conviction to have children sooner than later one that God might be using for a purpose? Are we stressing for no reason? I know there's no way of telling what may happen to our families in the future, but we are honestly just so conflicted on what to do. Thank you for your advice. I think that it seems like a bigger deal in your head. I think she's mm-hmm. making it more complicated than yeah. it is. Because um, we talk about it all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, when I'm, we want to have kids. I'm coming up on two years married, and that's definitely like... If I could have a baby tomorrow, I would. But you don't feel pressure from no. anyone either. I think what we remind ourselves of is that, and that we aren't in the same situation where we have parents with health issues, but mm. this is the only time of our life we can be selfish. And once we oh, have yeah. kids, it's not about us anymore. It's mm. about our kids. And that, I mean, that's just how we were raised and that's how we want to raise our kids. And, yeah. you know... Is the minute you have a kid, that's your life for the yeah. next 18 plus years. It never ends. And so the beginning of your marriage should be building the foundation and getting oh, to yeah. hang out. And I don't know. I think that's where it gets hard that the healthy parents go into it. But yeah. kids are such a big deal and such a... Their responsibility. Yeah, their yeah. responsibility in itself. So that's hard. I don't know. I mean, like you said, it's such a foundational time of your life. And something that my parents always said were, you know, when you're raising kids, the most important thing is that your parents have that strong bond and I think these are the years when you are establishing that bond and getting to know each other better and it doesn't sound like her parents are even pressuring them either Mm -hmm. it sounds like it's more in her head so it sounds so cliche just to say to pray about it but I think that you have a lot of anxiety about your parents and the things that they're going through don't think that that should be a reason for you to you know rush having kids if that's Mm -hmm. not on your own I mean my sister she got pregnant a year after getting married and that was like an oops situation 
and it worked out perfectly. So it's going to work out however it happens, but I just don't think that sitting and stressing about it is going to make the situation better. And I don't think you should feel guilty for wanting to wait either. I think you could also look at it, you know, you could decide to have kids and mm-hmm have them so they can be around your parents but kids like we said are a big responsibility you might not have the time you thought you did to to bring them around your parents you might be so overwhelmed with how much work a child is that you don't get I don't know the situation but you don't get the last five ten two years whatever it may be that Mm. you wanted of genuine time with your parents because that's a good you were raising a child so there's so many different ways you can look at it where Maybe take the next two, five years. I don't know. Again, don't know the situation yeah. to fly down to your parents every weekend, you know, spend yeah. time with them. So, because you just know. aren't going to get those years back, yeah. too. And I think that's something that we talk about like not always wanting to rush ahead to the next thing and just to be thankful for where you're you at. We were literally just saying that, like, not always feeling like what was the TikTok you mentioned? Oh, it's the TikTok that, um, It'll show, like, a girl, whether it's, like, she gets work done or mm-hmm. just, like, always looking for the next thing, yeah. whether it's going the aesthetics route or going the, like, house, baby, mm-hmm. next baby. They'll get to that point, and then they're like, oh, like, it wasn't actually, yeah. it didn't change my life. There's this TikTok trend I don't really, Do you feel pressure when song. you go on Instagram when you see, like, someone's pregnant? Oh, Do you every, feel like, oh, everyone I follow I... is pregnant right now. Yeah. And I'm like, should I be getting <laughs> pregnant? <laughs> I'm not it's like our but, friend Carissa. Yeah, she's, always, <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna she's hear this and be like, <laughs> I know she's just ready. But I hope that helps. And I'm really sorry your parents are going through that too. That's that's hard. I can't. I it's like not, have it's a fear. Not the same. I have a fear yeah. of losing my parents. Yeah. I don't think that's. I mean, it is irrational because you can just sit and get warped into mm-hmm. thinking that that's on the horizon as your parents get older. Okay, this one's about marriage. It says, even as a non-Christian, I do believe in serving your spouse and doing things for them to make their life easier. My boyfriend and I are in a season of life where he has been more busy lately. To give you some context, I work full-time and my boyfriend works part-time. He has also started to study again and he's working on a creative side project that is taking up a lot of his time. I support him in this and I want him to be able to do all these things that he wants to do. In the beginning, I served him by cooking more often and taking on all the cleaning or going grocery shopping by myself so he could do his work more calmly. Now I feel like it has become more normal that I do a bigger chunk of the household chores because he is more busy. I am struggling a bit with this because I feel like he chose to take on the extra things and is prioritizing them above me in our home. How do I keep serving and supporting him while also drawing a line? I don't want to add pressure, but I also don't want to be doing everything by myself. That's literally what I talked to Peyton about two days ago. <laughs> really? Yes. Um, it's fresh on the mind. Yeah, I, I do all of the chores sometimes. Yeah. Um, just because Every You're mor- also very particular yes. about things. Too. Like my version of clean is not Peyton's version of clean. Yeah. Um, Peyton's my husband, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, do the kitty litter. I'll sweep the floor every mm-hmm. morning. I'll vacuum. I'll Windex. I'll I'll do all those things, and Peyton will take out the trash. <laughs> and but you know he is the one that like goes off to work. But yeah. I think the serving thing is more of like figuring out for me what Peyton views as serving mm-hmm. him. Like, because he might not even care. No, he doesn't. That's all Aiden is. Like, yeah. he couldn't care less if he doesn't the care if the clean. floor is swept. Yeah. But if I like tidy up the guest bedroom, like mm-hmm. which is where his office is, mm-hmm. that's what he likes because then it makes his fa- his space feel clean. Yeah. Or it's like fixing a nice dinner for him to walk in home to. Like yeah. that's I don't know. It's figuring out the best way. Yeah, it's sort of annoying that I do all the chores, but but you also kind of I like, like it. I too. love it. 
And so... But then, like, if your work gets busier, I'm sure it's a situation where you can split things up Oh, yeah, easily. It just changes. Yeah. I just like having the control of cleaning my house. Yeah, that's how I am, too. I find it really relaxing to do things. But, I mean, a couple weeks ago, I just got really busy with having a lot of sponsorships Mm -hmm. and stuff where I was like, hey, I just... Well, that's just something where he'll do, but it's the folding and putting it away where Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, I just need you to help out with this. And he happily did it. So I think just communicating if things are feeling like you can't take them on or if you wish there was more of a split and then I like what you said about serving in the way that they Mm -hmm. want and then hopefully he's doing that for you in small ways and if he's not definitely communicate yeah I think that's where it even goes back to love languages like we heard a lot about that in our premarital counseling of like you don't need your relationship won't last if you're serving how you want to be served you need to serve how the other person feels love because that's how... Like, what's your... I would say mine's quality knowledge. time, and I don't know. I just, I love hanging yeah. out, and probably random... You do. Random gifts, I would yeah. say. Like, it w- it's nice when Peyton randomly comes home with flowers. Like, yeah. that makes me feel better than, like, him cleaning the kitchen to yeah. me. But some people, that feels better to them. So, yeah. I don't know. But I just love hanging out. You do. You're yeah. such a hangout person. I, I am. You like, like, having a game night yeah. and just chilling out i just like being around people and yeah talking and i mean i ask you questions whenever we go oh yeah that's something about melissa she's so great at asking questions and genuinely yeah. listening to other people too which is so rare in our culture i think people just like to talk about themselves a yeah. lot so it's refreshing we sort of got off topic we but. <laughs> <laughs> no it's good i agree because for me something aiden started doing our grocery shopping more because before i'd always say Oh, I like doing grocery hauls in my videos, so I'll just do it. But it got to a point where it I just didn't have the time anymore, yeah. so he just started doing it, and it made my life a lot easier. But I had to ask him to do that. I had to communicate. And I think that sometimes you can build resentment when you're expecting the other person to, you know, pick up the slack mm-hmm. or whatever. But Expectations kill oh, relationships. Yeah. That's like oh, what yeah. I, I keep going back to premarital counseling, but like yeah. our premarital counseling was amazing, and he was just like, if you have an expectation, get rid of it. Like, that's yeah. not... Communicate it before you expect it. Like, my love language is physical touch. So, if he just randomly cleans the apartment, like, that's nice. Yeah. But I'm like, you could have just hugged me. <laughs> I would have been okay. Yeah. That's actually something me and Peyton do is... Mm-hmm. I don't know how it got started, but anytime either of us comes home, Peyton's big love language is physical touch. Yeah. And it, we have to be greeted with a hug. Yeah. Like, that's the oh, first... Oh, it feels so good when you're greeted when and you And, like, come if home. I don't greet him with a hug, he's like, where's my hug? And, <laughs> and like, we've been together... So cute. We've been together for, like, three and a half years now, yeah. so it's not like, you know, the hug isn't yeah. like this, but it's still, there's so much spark between a simple hug, which is, yeah. I guess, our thing. I don't know. Yeah. It's, Peyton's enforced it, so... Sometimes I will greet Cash before I greet Aiden. Mm. He's like, wait a second. Oh, I do that wait with my cat. I'm like, hey, Creed. I'm like, it's because he runs up to the literal door yeah. right in the front, so I have to. Yeah. But yeah, I think communication and then just knowing their love language. I think that's... She said, I have been working from home for almost a year, and my motivation ebbs and flows to the point where sometimes it feels impossible to sit still and get my work done. I always watch your YouTube videos and get inspired by the structure you have set up in your life between work, literally <laughs> laughing, socializing, family. If you have any tips or tricks for balancing work and personal life when it's all taking place in the same space, literally, that would be much appreciated. I mean, we I'm very like, flattered that she thinks that, but I'm not perfect at well, all. Well, see, I was about to say the exact opposite. I think yeah. we laugh, but I think we're both pretty good at balancing Mm -hmm. like work is work and hanging out with friends isn't work 
Yeah. I don't know. I want to hear your take yeah. on that. No, I think for me, I'm just frustrated with, I was just talking to Melissa about this. We've been in our apartment for a year and a half and there is no separation. So sometimes it's hard when, I don't know, like the desk, the bedroom, the living room, everything feels connected. So it is easy to have that temptation. I'm just not a workaholic. Like I'll say it. I've, I've been around and I think it's because I realize that it doesn't necessarily benefit you to work crazy hours and I'm not going to make more money. And mm-hmm. even if I do, that's not ultimately going to make me happier in life. I think to a certain extent it will. But for me, especially when I lived in New York, I did not prioritize like having really solid friendships. And mm-hmm. I realized that, oh, I actually feel really lonely when I go home and don't have anyone to hang out with. So since moving to Texas, I realized that it helps a lot having solid friendships. And that's why I'm so happy that we became friends mm-hmm. too, like being in that similar phase of life. But I think that you can speak more because I think your photography business is... It would be so hard because you have so many photos to edit and like you can always reach out to people. You can always answer emails. There's always something to do. And you're not, you don't have anyone working for you too. Like I have a manager. Oh, I literally have photos waiting to be edited right now. And like I could easily sit down at my desk and knock out some work till 1am if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And I definitely used to do that. Um, Even when me and Peyton first got married, like I would come home and be like, oh, and he'd be like, oh, you're editing? I'm like, yep. And I would edit for the next four hours. Oh my and gosh. then I'd wake up and edit some more and answer emails. And mm-hmm. that just wasn't healthy, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I just quickly burnt out of editing photos. And I just realized I need to take advice from other photographers. And whether it's you're in a different industry or whatever, mm-hmm. go to people above you that have been experienced. And yeah, not a lot of people are experienced with working from home. This is a brand new thing. Yeah. Um, But I just saw a bunch of other photographers who were talking openly about how our society glamorizes overworking and Mm -hmm. everyone's always posting about their busy schedules. I think especially in your industry. Yes, photographers especially um, glamorize the overworking industry of like, oh, look, I overbooked myself like that. That's just I'm like hating on my own industry. But like that. It's not cute. It's not. It's it's not. not. Um, And I just had a conversation with a photographer and photography friend about that today Mm -hmm. of I'm underbooking myself because I would rather underbook than overbook because I need to make sure I have my relationship with my husband Mm -hmm. I want to have friendships I want to hang off my family like that's Mm -hmm. more important than how much money I make and I don't Mm -hmm. know I just I really try hard at not logging into my photography account past 5 or 6 p.m. I definitely have days where I'm logging in at 9.30. Yeah. But it's been a hard thing to work on. how long on. have you been doing it? Full-time, like, two months. Yeah. But I essentially was putting full-time effort into yeah. it since, like, last September. Mm-hmm. So more than a year at this point. Because um, I would work my corporate job, then come home and work till 2 a.m., then yeah. I'd still check emails during my work day. Like I was, <laughs> I was going twenty four seven, and I think that's what helped me scale back. Yeah. Once I finally went full time, that's what I was gonna say. Sometimes you do kind of have to push yourself in seasons, but I think yeah. when it when you look back and it's been a couple of years of that, yeah, it's like okay, something's got to change. Yeah. I just make sure that I set goals for myself for the day, mm-hmm. and after I finish those goals, then I'm done. Do you I have feel areas better. where you will only work in in your home? Yes. Versus, okay. It's sort of weird. Like, I'll work in the morning sitting at my desk, and then mm. I sort of reward myself for staying at my desk all morning by sitting on the couch in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, I do that, Just too. as, like, my chill time. So I get all my really hard work done in the morning, and then mm. when I'm just, like, editing weddings, while it's hard, it's, like, that's just sort of, like, a 
Yeah. That's an easier task to me than answering emails and doing contracts. Yeah. So, I don't know. I've just... That's funny that that's an easier task. I feel like editing photos would be so much harder than doing contracts. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to really answer um. that just because I love <laughs> editing. Yeah. So... Yeah, I guess when you actually really enjoy doing something, it doesn't yeah. feel as much like work, too. I can just throw in a movie, edit some photos. Yeah. It's really nice, so. Yeah. But, yeah, I always try and just make plans after 5 or 6 p.m., mm-hmm. so then it holds me to my And you have something to ground. look forward yeah. to, too, and you can't work because you're going out to see yeah, friends exactly. or do something. Like or Aiden trying to, to work today. I know. <laughs> it's because he had that meeting, and his boss was like, you're really doing well. He's training people, too, so it's... When you spend time training during your work hours, then you don't actually do what mm-hmm. you have to do. But I think the biggest thing that's helped me is having those designated work areas. Like, mm-hmm. I really try, especially with dealing with insomnia, not to work in my bedroom. Oh, I can't. Not to work in bed. Mm-mm. Like, that is just a spot for only a few tasks, you know? Yeah. No. <laughs> only a few activities well, and beyond that. <laughs> not activities, Michelle. <laughs> Like, I'm not going to edit videos mm-hmm. there. I'm not. Because then your brain associates where you're sitting with different things. Yeah. It's true. Well, I've been to that in college. I would not do homework yeah. in my dorm, in my I bed. give you credit because in college, I was, I just not have great habits. I take naps every day. Yeah. And, like, it's a problem. Um, I wish I could. And if naps. I worked in bed, I would pass out yeah. instantly. Like, I'm just a chronic napper. I don't yeah. know if that means I have, like, low iron. You get but up. I do. I wake up at, like, 6.30. Yeah. So, go to bed yeah. at 10. <laughs> yeah. It's hard, though. Yeah. Sometimes I've thought about, oh, getting, like, a WeWork membership. But then I like being at home. And I think especially oh, yeah. when I'm filming videos, too, it just makes more sense to be at home. But... Okay, she says, I've been dating this amazing guy for three months. It's my first relationship, so it's been a learning experience, to say the least. He has been incredibly patient with me, especially when it comes to physical stuff. I really want to kiss him, and I feel like I'm ready, but whenever it's about to happen, I absolutely freak out. I hide my face or start talking about something random. (laughs) He says that he wants me to tell him when I'm ready, but that also makes me super nervous. How do I conquer this fear, get out of my head, handle the situation? <laughs> Have you seen, like, the movies where the guy asks the girl, can I kiss mm-hmm. He's like, can, do I have permission to kiss yeah. you? I've always thought that, I feel like that takes away the... The moment. I think you should know when the other person is ready, but yeah. it also should be, like, a spontaneous thing. I just got immediate flashbacks to, like, my first kiss ever. When you were laughing, I was like, you have to have a story for this. Yeah. Place. You're already laughing. Um, my first kiss was just... Mm. It didn't even happen in this memory, but I was like a sophomore, junior in high school, and I felt so. That's be- how old I felt I was. so behind because yeah. everyone else was already kissing, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I know I nothing. Gotta I gotta right kiss somebody. <laughs> and this guy had just driven me home from a date, and my friend had told me he was mm. planning on kissing me, and so I'm, I was freaking out, mm. and he so had. Why did he tell? I don't know. I don't know. And so, like, the entire drive home, I was mm. literally just like, "It, we're going, like, the yeah. date is ending. It's going to happen. Mm. And he didn't have doors on his Jeep, so, like, I had an easy escape. <laughs> and literally, he dropped me off, and I sprinted out. Oh. Like, I just, I did not want, yeah. like, I was just so nervous. Yeah. And so, like, I totally get the, like, nervousness and the anxiety of a first kiss, yeah. whether it's your very first kiss ever mm. or your first kiss with... A new person. A new person. There's so much anxiety to it. And, like, we ended up kissing, like, the next date. And Uh it was fine. But it was just, like, there's so much pressure there to, like, have this magical moment. I think, yeah, I guess it's been a few months. So, I guess it just depends on the person Mm -hmm. how long you want. I mean, with 
Aiden, I waited like a month. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty long. Me and Payton didn't, for... <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. It was a weekend. Yeah. Well, no, it was like our third date. Okay, yeah. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. I was terrified. <laughs> but. I think that, yeah, when you feel comfortable around someone, though, and just knowing that the first kiss doesn't have to be. This magical. Whether it's your first kiss, like you mentioned, or your first with this person. It's, I think there's always going to be nerves, though. Which is, so I totally. learned this in a class, one time a public speaking class, and they were like, it's good when you feel nervous because it means you care about mm-hmm. the other person and you want it. No, he wasn't talking about kissing. This was about public <laughs> speaking. When you're nervous speaking in front of people, yeah. it's good because you want to leave a good impression. And just kind of accepting that they're also probably nervous too. It's probably not just you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know why it's so nerve-wracking, but yeah. it is. I mean, I can still remember me and Peyton's first kiss. Like, it was yeah. the most nerve-wracking experience. But obviously, it worked out. So, yeah. like, it's not, I don't know. It's yeah. just, I wish I could go back and be like, don't overthink it. Like, it's not, Yeah. it's not that scary. Yeah, if you need someone to tell you that it's not as big of a deal as it is in your head, you will be like, yes. <laughs> My first kiss with Aiden was great after that one, because I'd only ever... Not to brag or anything. Can't say the same, but it's okay. I was okay. the same, though, too. I, when I was 15, I felt yeah. so behind. And now looking back, I'm like, I was so young, too. Yeah. It's okay whenever it happens. Again, like we were talking about earlier, society tells you to keep looking to the next thing. And mm-hmm. so at 15, you're like, oh, I need to start kissing people. Like, that's just, <laughs> that's on to-do list. <laughs> you're such a particular, like, are you, you're not a type one. Are you three? Yeah, I'm a type three. Okay. Yeah. You have lists but for everything. You, I can just I'm see you literally adding it onto a list, like, get that first. <laughs> My long-distance boyfriend and I have been dating for three and a half months, and the holidays are coming up. We see each other about once a month, and we're trying to arrange me going over to his family's place on Saturday and Sunday at Thanksgiving weekend, and I would spend Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday with my parents and my sister. I'm a senior in college, and my parents are talking about how this is my last holiday and that I'll probably get to spend that I will probably get to spend with them without being tied down to a job or married. They got really upset when I said that I would split the holiday between his family and ours. Now I am no longer going to his family's house Thanksgiving weekend and we will be spending it with my family. I just want to hear your thoughts on this and what you would do if you were in that position. I do kind of see your parents' perspective because with us I think my parents, I don't know if it was actually a rule, but it was kind of implied that until you were she say they were engaged? No, they have been dating for three and a half months. Okay. Yeah. Because with my family, it was okay if you're engaged or married, then mm-hmm. you're more than welcome to at least split holidays with yeah. someone else. Because I do think it's important to kind of be there in that time, obviously. Yeah. But I think when you're just dating, it's I would just recommend not resenting your parents for that. Because yeah. they probably know, like you said, that, okay... You are going to get married someday. You are going to get engaged and you won't be there. And I get it would be really hard because you want to also make your boyfriend happy by mm-hmm. being there too. But just looking back, if I was in that position, I would just appreciate that time with my parents mm-hmm. and not resent them. I think there's so many battles to pick with your parents. Yeah, and I just don't that's think just that not that's... one of the big ones. I think ones. it's different when you're married when oh, it's yeah. like, okay, you do have to split to some extent. I mean, we were just talking to Chad and Tori were in town, and they literally spend Christmas, at least in the morning, just them two. That's what me and Peyton do. Yeah. We will not share that with... I forgot that you said that, too. Yeah, we decided that. you want to form your own tradition. Yeah, and then once we have kids, like, we want to wake up in our own beds, and, like, that was just something we decided. 
but that's sort of off topic, but... Versus for me, I really do like celebrating holidays with family, so, like, I love being with my family, mm -hmm. and this will be my first Christmas with Aiden's family, and I think that that's okay, but all that to say, when you're married, I do think things change, and you can be a little bit more decisive with your decisions mm -hmm. on holidays. Yeah, that's... Me and Peyton didn't share Thanksgiving, like, spending Thanksgiving together until mm -hmm. we were engaged. Um, as much as mm -hmm. I wanted to spend oh, Thanksgiving yeah. together it just was like not it's not that it wasn't an option it was just I wanted to spend it with my family yeah. um just because yeah once you get married or once you get engaged you're gonna constantly be like okay where are we mm -hmm. for this time where are we for the next time and it's not that it takes away from the joy of it it's just you have more to think about than just celebrating Thanksgiving and Christmas and just enjoy these moments of just getting to celebrate the holidays with your family mm -hmm. and not having to make sure everyone feels the little bit of love. Yeah, but I hope that helps. I get why you'd be frustrated. And it's probably annoying to hear two people be like, you should just trust your parents. But yeah. looking back from when I was younger, I would get upset about that. And I know like when you're on, you wake up on Thanksgiving and you're texting the other person like, you want to be with, with them. You, yeah. but, but it'll make it so much more special too when you are engaged or married and you do get that. to spend it with them. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I think we have time for one more. So I'm going to read one more on here. She says, in this girl, I DM with her on Instagram too. So we're pretty mm. tight. I don't actually know her, but, oh, but I, I really like, she's really sweet. She yeah. says, there's a guy who is in my major and has been into me, into me for the past eight months. Ooh. You know, I think she actually DM'd this to me, but I didn't get to respond. Oh. So this is good. I went through a really hard time in the spring and I chose to go online for school. Both Aries and creative, so very, very similar. That's you me and Peyton. Not really. Me and Peyton are both Aries, and we're both creative people. Hey. I mean, he's an engineer, but he's has a creative mind. Yeah, but he builds things, too. So. Yeah. And he didn't really respect that. He didn't respect that she chose to go online for school. He kept texting and asking to FaceTime and catch up. I couldn't handle it, so when I went to work in June with an average of one to two hours max of screen time per day, so I ghosted him because I wanted to stay present. Now that he isn't on campus for the semester, I am rethinking this situationship. What should I do? I care about him and his drive, and I know he cares deeply about me and his work, which is so admirable. But I don't think I like him in that way. But I really want to be his friend and even a close one. I'm just not really physically attracted anymore. I think he would be an incredible partner and father, but just not for me. Just since we're so similar. But I love having people like this in my life because we can work through our similar struggles together. He also has treated me so well on dates and checking in. I would always be honest and say I'm really struggling or I need space and he respected it. Just not fully what I needed at that time. Does that make sense? What are your thoughts? It sounds like you kind of answered your yeah. question. <laughs> I mean, that's hard. Um, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, I do you think that you can be close friends with guys? I don't necessarily think so. Mm -hmm. Um I mean, especially now that, like, I'm married. I'm not just going to oh, go and, yeah. like, hang out with guys. But, like, even... <laughs> But when I was single, there was this one guy that he was, I mean, the exact same as me. And we had all these classes together and he was super cool. But I had the biggest crush on him deep down mm -hmm. because, like, I'm a girl and he's a guy. Like, yeah. I thought he was you super cool. You feel like it's natural. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, that's mm -hmm. like. And I don't know if he ever liked me. Like, I don't care. But, like, I don't think it's possible for a guy and a girl to just, like, have all these things in common and mm -hmm. just hang out platonically. Like, there's always going to be one person who catches like, feelings. And maybe not even catches feelings, but is thinking about is their feelings. <laughs> and I just think that makes it so much harder. And mm. 
it's just easier to find a girlfriend that oh, has yeah. the same thoughts as you just because mm-hmm. it's easier and there's not going to be those mixed feelings yeah. of like when we hang out the like is he gonna hold my and... hand like you know there's just it's just harder i don't know maybe that's a controversial opinion if you're getting friend vibes i would say not communicate that yeah. yeah and it's also just not nice to the other person if they want to be more that was one thing with girls that always really bothered me was when they would string guys along it's just not mm-hmm. nice yeah When they're spending money on hangouts and everything, thinking that it's something else. But I do think that you can be with someone who's similar to you. I don't think the phrase of opposites attract. I don't think you have to date someone who's... An opposite. Opposite of you. I think Aiden and I are opposite in certain ways. But on the main things that I think actually matter, we're pretty similar. That's what... Like, I'm more type A. I would say... I think Peyton's pretty type A, too. Yeah, Peyton's pretty type A. We, me and Michelle have always sort of laughed about, like, that Michelle and Peyton are a lot alike, yeah. and me and Aiden are a lot alike, and that's why me and Michelle are <laughs> friends. It's because we're basically each other's husband. <laughs> so, like, it just works. It's true, though. Um, but, yeah, the most important thing in a relationship is that the, I've always been told that the foundations mm-hmm. are the same. Like, you have the same morals, you have the same beliefs and values. Mm-hmm. And then, like, if one person is into bird watching and the other person's into... My brother's really into bird watching. That's, that's cool. He's, they call them birders. Oh. If you're a birder. Fact, if you're a birder, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And then if the other person is into science like Mm. it can be it can be two different things but you have the foundation there to expand um so i don't yeah i agree with the whole opposites attract isn't really i don't i don't really know what the last ending advice would be if you're looking for a sign to not pursue this guy it just i don't and i also if you're not if you're not feeling the spark yeah it's that simple do you think if you're just not physically attracted to someone at all it's just never gonna work or do you think physical attraction can grow the longer you... <laughs> I can't because I, say. Okay, I sit in sermons where they're like, yes, physical attraction is important, but sometimes that'll grow the longer that you mm-hmm. hang out with someone. Because I do think it can grow with a certain person, but mm-hmm. it sounds like, again, you might be overthinking it in your head. And sometimes you kind of just have to go with the gut feeling. Like, I don't feel like this is going to be the right fit. And don't rush into a relationship because you want to make it happen. Yeah. Too. And on the physical attraction thing, like, obviously I'm physically attracted to my husband, but, you know, I don't know what he's going to look like when he's 45. I don't know what he's going to look like when he's 65. Like, I can't speak on if I'll still be physically attracted to him. I hope I am. We are going to change, and I would hope Peyton would still love me if I mm-hmm. if I gain weight or if I lose weight or, if, yeah. you know, I get a... A if lot you of, lose yeah, your hair. If I whatever. lose my hair, like, I would hope he still loves me. So, yes, physical attraction isn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. But it's also, like, when that initial spark happens, like, if you aren't even attracted to them, mm-hmm. then maybe it's not worth your time. Because there will be a guy that mm-hmm. you just see and you're like, oh, my gosh, he's beautiful. Like, I yeah. want to be with him. So, yeah. I don't know. I think that's what a lot of the sermons talk about is, okay, that is initially what attracts you to someone, mm-hmm. but then it just grows over time. Too. Yeah. Like, when I see Aiden with kids, I'm like, okay, This is amazing. Like, this yeah. is amazing. Like, yeah. And I can't imagine, like, seeing him as a father one day. Like, those are such special things that are going to make you like the first thing. so much more. Like, my friend Tori, she said, the day you marry someone is, like, the day that you love them the least. Because mm-hmm. it just grows over time. Yeah. But I also don't think you should force something if initially you're not. Yes, I agree. 
with today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed my little combo with my friend Melissa. Let me know if you did. Let me know if you like these more just casual episodes. I think I've had a lot of guests on recently. And so for the next few episodes, it's probably just going to be me. So if you have any requests, feel free to just DM me on Instagram. It's just at Michelle Reed. And also feel free to write a review if you enjoy because that always helps the podcast. Give it whatever stars you think it deserves. But that would really mean a lot to me and I would really appreciate that. And also, if you're listening, I always say this, but let me know how you're listening. Tag me in a story. Those really do make my day and I love seeing that. Knowing how you're listening. If you're studying, if you're working out, if you are at work, whatever it may be. I'm so thankful for you guys and I'll catch you guys in my next episode. Bye, friends. And I do mean friends. I actually had someone DM me and they're like, I really appreciate how you call us your friends, but The reason why I do that is because I really do feel like everyone who especially listens to the podcast, truly friends, and when I meet people in real life, in person, it just makes us feel so much more like a community. So yes, when I say bye friends, I mean friends. (laughs) Bye guys.